if we're good to go. We're good to go. All right. All right. How are we doing? How are we doing, people? What's going on? What is happening? Hoping that everybody can hear me tonight. Hoping that we're good to go. I'm going to go check now, though. If you can hear me, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tim Black Show. It's True Tuesday. I'm your host, Tim Black. This is where we are, YouTube. This is what we're doing. What's up, Facebook? Are we live? Hey, are we live? Are we live? Are we live? Are we in the house? Chad, thank you for the hat. Chad, give it up to Chad for the hat, Johnson. This is Chad, a viewer. A viewer made this hat. Chad and Cheryl. Cheryl and Chad made this hat possible. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got I got friends in uh, middle-class places. So, looks like we're good. I got my people in the house. Shogun, what's up? Nancy Drew, what's up? 23 Super Dan, what's up? Welcome back, 23. Katrina, how you doing? Nathan Melford has the wrench out. Yes, Katrina. Hey, yes, Jill Gunn. What up, Nancy Drew? David Melford, thank you, guys. Thank you for being a moderator tonight. I see you guys. I see you. I see you. Wow. Wow. It's been rough. I'm glad to be back, Johnson. I just want to tell you, until, like, when I hit the button to go live, after I've dialed into the phone system, that's when I get peaceful. Everything else leading up to it, guys, I did so much research for tonight's show. That's all stressful. That's work. But the part where I get to hit the thing go and then I get to talk to you, that's not stressful at all. This is this is the good part. You being here is the good part, Johnson. Give it up for the good part, Johnson. Gotta have the good part. You have no idea. <laughs> I hope the mic's a little bit louder this time. Last time people were saying the mic was too low. You know, they said, Tim, we can't really hear you. And what's going on? Pump up the volume. So we try to pump up the volume a little bit. Hope that's working. And... um we try to, you know, try to make things a little more interesting uh, uh, and do a couple things different with the show, keep people watching because it is a show. 
And uh, True Tuesdays, if you're new to this, we open up phone lines on Tuesdays and Fridays. People call into the show. 319-527-6212 is the number. Damn it, I don't have the number up on the screen, but that is the number, trust me. 319-527-6212. If someone can put that in the chat and pin it, that would be great. Hell, oh, Tim, I could do that, couldn't I? Yes, I could do that. My keyboard's right here. Call in number. 319-527-6212. And then, bam. And if that's somewhere up there, we're going to pin that message at the top. Because I, I really want to hear from you guys. Because tonight, we know what we're talking about, right? We know what we're talking about tonight. You know, we got to do it, Johnson. We, we say we don't shy away from topics on Tuesdays, right? We don't shy away from topics. So if that's the case, we gotta we gotta earn our keep tonight. That's how that works. We gotta we gotta be true to true to the game. Sophia, what's up, Sophia? Sophia, what's going on? So yeah, we we can't pretend like we don't know. Um, this is my fun cam. Let's see if my fun cam's working. Let's see. Oh, it's not working right now. We'll, we'll get it to work. Let's see if uh, we got any love on the fun cam. I guess not. I'll get it working, Johnson. That's probably my fault. We'll try to get the fun cam going. There we go. We got the fun cam going. There we go. Just to make sure it was me, let's make sure. The fun cam working? Is that the fun cam? Yeah, that's the fun cam. We got a little, this is the live and direct camera right here. This is this is me and you being really like down to earth, getting to know each other. You stop by and have a drink. You bought you bought drinks. I got ice. We're just gonna have a brew and kick it and talk about what's happening. Yeah, I wanted a more relaxed type of feel. This GoPro camera just sitting around, and since my son doesn't use it, cause he went out on his own. I figure I'd use it, you know, and it, it moves around a little bit. It adds a little flavor to the show. Give it up for a little bit of flavor on the show, Johnson. There we go, a little flavor to the show. Why not? Why can't we have some flavor in the show? All right, you guys ready to do this? We got we got people in the house. If you if you're new to the show, right now would be a good time for you to go ahead and subscribe to the show. You can unsubscribe later. If you are the butter variety, you might want to unsubscribe later. I don't think you will want to because I think that you're going to be someone who understands we're going to disagree sometimes. You're not going to agree with everything that I say. But at least I want you to know no one's paying me to have a certain opinion. No one's telling me what to say. Try to get a job anywhere. If we disagree, we just happen to disagree because we come from different sides of the tracks maybe, different cities, different states, different cultures. Right? So sometimes you're going to disagree. That does not mean I'm a sellout. It doesn't mean you're a sellout. It does not mean I'm the devil or that you're the devil. No one, you know, it, it could, well, I don't know what you are. You could be a dancer. I, I don't know. So, you know, but for my part, I know me. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about the situation. And we're going to talk about something very volatile tonight. So, I already know it's going to be some hurt feelings because 
Whenever we talk about guns, and yes, we are going to talk about guns, Johnson, whenever we have that conversation, people leave the room. Okay, people get pissed. They get upset. They get highly upset. Chris Rock once said, they never get rid of guns. They never get rid of guns. If you talk about gun control too much, you will get shot. They never get rid of guns. That's what Chris Rock said. So I don't know if it's true or not. It so it so seems it sure seems like it's true though. Yeah, you you guys forgot Chris Rock has not only said some things you didn't like, he said a lot of things that were very true. Okay? Been doing it for thirty years. You guys have some respect. Have some respect, goddammit. Right. Okay, there's enough people in the house. They can rewind this. Okay, let's get going. Let's get going. We got phone lines tonight. I gotta get people the the up to date on this, okay? So first of all, before, before I go, I just want to make sure, no warnings, everything okay, get Johnson's, you good? You okay in here? What's up, David? Everything okay, David? Keith Weston, I got a Keith Weston starting. Give it up for Keith Weston. That's my brother. FamCon Network uh, became a member, new member to the show. Thank you, FamCon. All right, so let's get to Look, guys, we got we got over 100 and something people watching, only 45 likes. Over 100. We're doing pretty well, but we need more likes. And everyone who's watching, hit like. Hit something, interact, make a comment. We're going to feed the algorithm. Let them know. Let the YouTube guys know. Let them know that, um, that we are talking about something on this show and that it's something that people should stop what they're doing and click on their phones and watch it. And the only way they're going to do that is if you interact with the content. So, Please, Johnson, be a part of the be a part of the solution. Be a part of the solution, Johnson. I need your help on this. And that's the only way this works. You want to, you want honest you want an honest critique. You want some honest information that isn't spun to death by corporate executives. Well, that's what the Tim Rice show gives you. Okay. All right. So, Tim, we're doing well. Thank you for those likes. Let's get it to 100, Johnson. What's up, David Brown? What's happening? What's up, Brian Crosby? Good to have you. Michael Frank? You know it. What's up? What's up? D. D.W. Gray in the house. What's up, Gray? What's happening? Good to have you, man. Marcus in Miami. Yo, get get it in. Get it in. Cut the check, Johnson. Okay. Yeah, we're going we to cut through the nonsense tonight, too, okay? All right, so if you guys are ready, I'm ready. See, now I'm getting pumped up because my people, we're at 79. Can we get to 100 likes? Can we get to 100? I think we can do it. Can we get to 100 likes, Johnson? Um, it seems like a small amount, but it means the world to me, Johnson. It means a lot because I'm back, Johnson. I'm back. We back in the house. We we got over that, that horrible flu. My babies are back. They're healthy. All of them have tested negative for uh, the virus, they're all feeling better. Give it up for my grandbabies, y'all. That's what's up. Daughter's feeling better as well. She had it as well. So this, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. You know, so this is a great thing, Johnson. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't let nobody tell you, man. It's tough out here, okay? 
Nothing's over. They just stopped talking about it. They got tired of talking about it. They got all the viewership out of it they could get out of it, and they moved on. They had to go talk about Will Smith and, and Chris Rock here. You know, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. They had to move on to other stuff. We had 92. We need eight more likes, Johnson. Eight more likes. Thank you, Major Davis, for supporting the show, Johnson. Good up for Major Davis. All right, I think, I think we're going to get there, y'all. So I'm going to thank everybody for supporting the show. Hit the like button. Share it out with some people. What's up, Facebook? What's up, Facebook? This ad is brought to you by my Facebook viewers. That's who did this. They was like, Tim, we tired. We love the black hat, Tim. Well, we need you to mix it up, bro. They said, well, hey, 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 yo, get a new hat on that. They said, get a new hat on us. I'm like, okay, okay, well, you know, since you buy it, I guess I, guess I could get a new hat. I mean, I think that's only fair. I mean, if you're going to be so damn cool that you're going to help a brother get a new new brim, then, then, then that's, you know, I can get a new brim with that. So thank you, Johnson. Give it up for my viewer, Chad and Cheryl. All right, so we back in here, Johnson. Let's do this. That's enough, Tim. Oh, we passed 100. We passed 100 likes, Johnson. That's, that's the magic of us coming together, Johnson. We passed 100. 100 likes. People are interacting with the content. Today was a bad day. Today was a bad day because of what happened today, what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Okay. There was a mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, at an elementary school, or Rob Elementary School. Last time I checked, there were 18 dead elementary school students. Murdered by an 18-year-old student from the area. He goes to Cook to get us kind of brought up to speed. Called him at the ABC News. Fourteen children who confirmed that they killed the shooting along with a teacher. Now they reported that earlier. Fourteen children who confirmed that they killed in the shooting along with a teacher at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde District. The alleged gunman is also dead, and we have just the image of that gunman, 18 years old. Our investigating reporter, Aaron Tursky. Aaron, what more do we know about uh, his death? Identified by the governor of Texas as 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, a student at Uvalde High School, and he is believed to have shot and killed his grandmother before entering Rob Elementary School and opening fire with a firearm that has not yet been made clear, according to police. Still trying to crack down the weapon. Shot and killed 14 elementary school students, along with one teacher. Law enforcement sources tell us David that. Suspect, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos himself was killed there at the scene. And Aaron again, Salvador Ramos believed to be a student in that district. A student in the very community where he opened fire, police, according to police, a student at Uvalde High School. Whether he was still going to classes or whether he stopped going hasn't been made clear. But according to the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, 
Salvador Ramos is or was a student at Duvalde High School, the very community where Rob Elementary School is located that came under fire by this government after he had shot and killed his grandmother. Authorities are now trying to go through his background to see what connections he may have had to that elementary school. They're also trying to run down social media and find any potential friends or acquaintances just to see if there were any accomplices or anyone else who may have had an inkling that this shooting was about to come. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, um, I hope that everyone's still here. Let me make sure, because whenever I play a clip, it gets a little dangerous. This like we're okay. So you're back, we're back. Okay, so here, here we are. Salvador Ramos, 18 years old, someone from the community. He knew this, he knew this school. He knew this area. He did not travel to the area to do this act. In fact, According to reports, he killed his grandmother just before going on this spree, crashed a truck, and then ran into the school with a gun. They don't have much information about what took place inside the school, how this all went down. But we do know an officer ran in at some point and, and shot Salvador Ramos. He died at the scene. An officer also sustained injuries, but was able to walk out under his own steam. So I'm assuming that officer is okay. So we have an officer who went in and actually put down the gunman, an active shooter gun situation. So we're going to definitely have to come back to that and talk about that because feelings, emotions are still very raw after the shooting in Buffalo, New York. So people still... Of all, obviously. And look, I have, and I understand people want to compare situations. You want to compare because when things happen close, you got you got active shooters, mass shooters within ten days of each other. So we got to have that conversation. We're going to do so respectfully in a way that makes sense. But we ain't going to pull any punches on. So Salvador Ramos. The report, that was an early report that said 14 children. That number is up to at least 18 children. Last I checked, there were three, three teachers who had also lost their lives. They have no motives. They have no manifesto. No, he's just, uh, he's just a killer. And since he's deceased, we will not hear a tale of, of whatever, him blame whatever or whatever here, whatever motive. It looks like his motive was to kill. I don't know why they need more motive than that. Someone, someone goes into a bank and, try, and, and, and shoots up the takes money out the bank. No one goes, hey, what was the motive? Well, I wonder why he went in the bank. Well, there's money in the bank, and that's where the money is. So that's real cut and dry when it's a situation like this. But when it's certain shooters, we got to have these conversations about what, they were, what their motive was. You kill 10 people, people at a, at a supermarket and people want to know what your motives were. You want, your motive was to kill at least 10 people. Well, this, this 18-year-old young man, his motive was to kill at least 18 children. He went to an elementary school. Children in elementary schools went there with a gun. So whatever the intentions we, we want to glean from this, it's pretty cut and dry, in my opinion, about 
what the reasons were, what his intentions were, what his motives were, and I don't really give a damn what they were. Obviously, it was to kill, and that's what he did. Okay, so there were some people speaking out about this most heinous act, as it always is whenever we have shooting. Always. But before we get to that, let me go to Joe Biden's response. Because we got to have Joe Biden's response on the record. I'm going to play as much of this as we can take. Joe Biden spoke about it. Here goes Joe Biden, your president, my president, the president of the United States of America, speaking about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Another massacre in Valley, Texas. In elementary school. Beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. And how many scores and little children will witness what happened? See their friends die as if they're in a battlefield for God's sake. They'll know the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. Parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. You have a hollowness in your chest and feel like you're being sucked in and never even be able to get out. Suffocate. It's never quite the same. It's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Joe and I have talked about this in different contexts, in other contexts. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushing spirit. So many crushed spirits. Okay, I, I can't I can't put up with much more Joe. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you to listen to Joe Neander with more of his stories. I remember when Michael Moore came on the show and I was glad to have Michael Moore come on the show come on the show. The film filmmaker Michael Moore. And he told me about how very sentimental, how very compassionate Joe Biden is. And I have met Joe Biden, I told him no, I've never met Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I can tell you what Joe Biden is. I don't know if you call it compassionate. Compassionate, I would call it a person who lays down very thick who has no substance. We we don't need <clears throat> we don't need Joe Biden to tell us how sad this moment is. And that's really all he has for the the first part of this. The first part of this is just him talking about 
no one at the dinner table, if someone misses from the dinner table, how heart-wrenching it is. We have more guns than people in the United States. That, that's not a new thing that happened overnight. It's been in place for decades, Joe. You already know it. You've been part of the damn Senate. You were vice president. You are now president. He acts like he's surprised that we are shooting the United States. Just so that people know, since Joe wasn't giving us any information that's actually important, this year there's been over 200 mass shootings. A mass shooting is defined by a shooting that takes place where at least four people, four or more people are shot or killed. That does not include the shooting. In 2021, there were 693 mass shootings. In 2020, there were 611. And in 2019, there were 417. Today was a school shooting, as we know. I don't know how many school shootings there's been. I think, oh, 27. So this was the 27th school shooting this year. And this was the last week of classes for that elementary school, Rob Elementary School. Of course, it's devastating. Of course, it's horrific. Of course, it's sad. Sad that there are no words that are going to suffice for the grief that the parents and the grandparents and the loved ones, friends, neighbors, that everyone feels in that community and beyond. In fact, who, any of you had children in elementary school are thinking about keeping your kids home for the remainder of the year. Now, I know it seems illogical. But these are the things we start thinking when situations like this occur. If we were really thinking about it, we were thinking about it before then. Because this happens in America. So this year there's been 27 school shootings. Last year there were 34. In 2020, there were only 10. And it's sad that I have to say 10, only 10. In 2019 and 2018, there were 24 school shootings. So those are the numbers. Joe Biden, America, this is what we do. We produce school shooters. So Joe went on to say something towards the end of his speech I think is kind of important. Let's get to that part. San Diego Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Through a gun store and buy two assault weapons, they worked and had positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an eight year old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons. It's wrong. What in God's name do you need assault reports to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. Gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most the largest profit. God's sake, we have to encourage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. It's just cut off 
we took from Asian meeting with Asian leaders. I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. What struck me in that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency that happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? the courage to do it and stand up to the lobbies. So time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country. It's time to act. It's time for those who have struck to delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. We can do so much more. We have to do more. Our prayer tonight is those parents lying in bed trying to figure out will I be able to sleep again? What do I say to my other children? What happens in the water? And God bless the loss of innocent life on this sad day. And may the Lord be near the brokenhearted and save those crushed in spirit. There's no pain in his life. It's a lot of our prayers. God love you. Are you going to Texas, sir? Sir, will you go to Texas? Wow. Riveting. Riveting what Joe Biden just said there about how, oh, my goodness, this, we're going to figure out really what's happening, why America has such a high amount of shootings that occur. But we, you know, we're not the only country that has people with mental health issues. Well, Joe, do you really want to have this conversation? It's something that we really want to talk about because I'd love to have it with you. One of the differences between us and other countries is people in other countries have health care. Here, Joe, they didn't just open up all of the mental health facilities and tell people go. People's mental health is not tied to their jobs. Just like all the rest of their medical expenses. So that's one of the big differences between every other country, Joe, and you know that, Joe. Joe Biden, you already know what's wrong with the system because you helped create the system. Fair to put it all on, Joe. This system will be just as shit without Joe Biden in it. Okay? That's that. We want to make boogie land out of people, but at the end of the day, the system has existed longer than Joe, and if Joe got in the way too much, 
the sister would run right over, right over top of him. But the system is corrupt, and Joe knows it. He's playing political games. He's posturing politically, just like the Republicans would do, just like they do the same thing. But if we're going to act like we want to actually get to the bottom of these situations, we have to start speaking truth to power. We're going to speak truth to power. We are people. We're not politicians. So we have an obligation. I have an obligation. I have an obligation to you and to you to tell it like it is, and that is if America really wanted to do something about guns, deaths, they would. When I say America, I don't mean that. We don't run America. We just live here. Let's make it clear, guys. Most Americans, I, even even Americans that I think are racist or assholes or jackasses or whatever I think about them, I don't think they want to see this to them. I don't think anybody, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody I disagree with. I don't care if you're a conservative or if you are a socialist or if you are independent or libertarian or whatever you are. I have to, I have to, I have to imagine that you don't want to see babies get slaughtered in school. The problem is money. The problem has always been money. It's the reason why we don't have health care. It's the reason why we can't get reparations to formerly enslaved, descendants of formerly enslaved individuals in this country, Americans, free men, black people. It's the reason why corruption. The same reason why we can't get things done. This is why we pay Ashton Abercrombie to school, to go to school. It's the reason why we tie education, the quality of education, to taxes, which is, which is mind-boggling. Paycheck equates with the education your child is to receive or the quality of school that your child attends is tied to your tax base. And then, say, then pretend like we don't understand crime, then we don't understand these actions when they happen. When everything in this country is built on money, we are super corrupt. So we have more shootings. The longer short of it is, we have more shootings and killings and stabbings and wounding because we have more corruption. They want us to believe it's just Mexico where if you get a traffic ticket, somebody wants to shake you down for a couple of bucks to look the other way. We got bigger problems. We got an entire Congress and Senate that operates roughly the same way. It ain't no damn traffic ticket. Now, I'm not the only one who has some kind words. Kind words, I guess you call them kind. For us, it's kind words. A breath of fresh air. Steve Kerr is the coach of the uh, of the Warriors. And Steve Kerr had some words to say that I thought were very important to hear. This was the coach Steve Kerr being asked at a press conference about what he thought. And are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse. Me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HRA, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. 
And there's a reason they won't hold on to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of these senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of children, our elderly, and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. Okay. Give it up for that. I thought that was a that was an honest statement. So as much as look, look we have no problem criticizing either side. Both sides are culpable, but this is very clear, Johnson. There is one side that stalls out. There's one side that's overwhelmingly in the pocket of, it all, of, of the gun lobbyists. One. And don't get it twisted. There are lobbyists in all forms of everything that we everything we want. Everything that you want, everything that will make your life better, everything that will make us a reasonable country, that will truly make us a great country, that we don't have is there is a special interest group, corporation, a lobbyist effort against what would make that happen. I don't care what it is. There is a special interest to keep it the way it is. So let's just be honest with each other at least. They're not going to be honest with us. Let's, let's, let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Now, when Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr talked about the HRA, he's talking about the Bipartisan Background Check Act of 2021. That passed the House. Established new background check requirements for firearm transfers between private, between private parties, unlicensed individuals. It means if you're going to sell a gun to someone on the side, you got to do a background check. You got to get a background check on them. You just can't give them a gun. You would still be able to give a gun to a family member for hunting or whatever, but transfer of guns will require background checks. The bipartisan background check passed the House, started out in the Senate. This is that new. This is what always happens. Every bit of legislation that has passed, any type of reform when it comes to guns, always stalls out in the Senate. The background check bill would expand federal oversight of gun sales requires unlicensed and private sellers to conduct background checks. So I also want to make this clear, though, Johnson, is we want to point the finger. We're going to call it what it is. It is what it is. Would that have changed tonight or today what happened at the elementary school? Probably not. I don't know if this, I don't know if Salvador Ramos had a background that would come up. So we have all types, there are different reasons for different shootings. The different reasons for different shootings, different reasons for loopholes, different situations. And all situations are the same. So I'm not saying that that would have, this particular legislation that Steve Kerr is referring to, H.R. 8, I don't know if that would have prevented it. In fact, a large number of guns that are used in mass shooting are legally bought, legally purchased. Okay? That's just the way it is. So it's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to what are we going to do about guns? What can be done about guns? What can be done? And not just about guns, about mass shootings. There's all types of deaths by guns. So 
I think part of the problem that we have is that we don't look at it in sections. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't tend to look at this situation in sections. We let emotions drive us, we get upset, and this look, it's understandable. Eighteen babies were murdered today. Eighteen babies were murdered today at school. I don't know how many other children witnessed it. So for people to be upset is very much understandable. If you were not upset about it, I would be upset with you. What kind of person are you if you're not upset about this? You should be livid. You should be distraught. Your hands should be ready to explode. But what do we do about it? That's the question. Let's talk a little bit. Let's, let's, let's get down to it. People want to talk about guns. We say we want to talk about guns. Let's talk about it tonight. Let's talk about it. Let's have an honest conversation about guns. For the record, banning all the guns. If you stop gun sales right now, there are so many guns in the country. We still have that. We still have bad shooting. Probably for the next 30 years. That's how many guns there are. So that's so that's not the only solution. It's gonna take more than one thing. It's gonna take more than one action. That doesn't mean we don't do anything though. That doesn't mean we do no action. So part of what I hear from some is the solution to them is since they don't think this will stop this particular action, we take no action. And then we got others on the other side saying we take all the action. Whether they're effective or not. What we need to know is, is all the talk that we hear about assault rifles, Johnson, only people to the shooting have assault rifles. Only people to the shootings were used with assault rifles. Most shootings occur with handguns. But it doesn't play as well, does it? Nothing's more scary, nothing's more politically motivational. Like an assault rifle, you're picturing your mind, Bill Duke from Predator, rattling it off a gun with two hands, rattling off the gunshot. That's not the typical death by gun in America. Typical death by gun in America? Handgun. And the most likely death by gun, self-harm. But nobody wants to hear that right now. So we want to talk about this specific thing. And I understand you want to talk about that, but we've got to look at the entirety of the problem. I say we don't do anything, but I say we have to at least acknowledge that this is a bigger problem than just a group of people getting upset and storming out on Twitter. And I'm not necessarily sure that me taking away a gun of a single mom in New Jersey is going to change what happened in Uvalde, Texas today? It has no effect on that. Your daughter or my daughter walking to her car after work in the dark without protection would have not prevented this. It just sounds good to say. Because if you snap your fingers, you're not going to take the guns off the street. Far gone for that. Once again, it doesn't mean we don't do anything. 
But we're going to just repeat a bunch of Democratic talking points, a bunch of liberal talking points, and that accept reality. And we're also not going to repeat stupid-ass right-wing talking points to say do nothing about nothing and just go, well, you know, people will kill people. You can kill, kill you with cars. Yeah, but we are not driving in the schools for cars, all of us. That's not what's happening. So I had a bunch of insincerity on both sides of this thing. How many people die from gun-related deaths every day, every year, every year? In 2020, the most recent year from which complete data is available, 45,000, over 45,000 people died from guns. Gun-related injuries in the U.S. That includes gun murders, gun self-harm. Gotta say self-harm because they come for me in the algorithm. But you know the other S word. Along with two other less common types of gun-related deaths tracked by the CDC, those who are unintentional or accidents, those that involve law enforcement, and those who play the contributing but not principal role. I don't know what that is. I'm not going to pretend to know what that is. Fifty-four percent of of all gun-related deaths were self-harmed. Someone took that gun and used it on themselves. 43% were murdered. The random deaths were unintentional, had law enforcement, were law enforcement, or had undetermined circumstances. Nearly 8 in 10 of U.S. murders in 2020 involved a firearm. Yeah, because, see, people would want to. They want to paint this thing as if this would help nothing. If nine out of ten deaths, is it eight? I'm sorry, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten deaths for murders, not deaths, I'm sorry, murders, deaths can be slipped and falls. It can be snake bites, attacked by polar bears, eating bad Taco Bell. Those are deaths. Eight out of ten murders in the United States. Involve firearms. And we got these conservative assholes, and we got some uh, libertarians and some others, whoever these people are, who want to sell us on this idea that it would not help. It would. Eight out of ten deaths that are murders, they use guns. But how they got those guns, if they got those guns legal. See, no magic will make the guns disappear because you snap your fingers or because Joe Biden comes out and tells the speech, takes those questions, takes no questions, and walks off. That would not make guns go away. Just like it won't help pay for cancer treatment if you have no money. You get upset, walk off. That won't get people out of bankruptcy because they got a diagnosis. So I don't want to put too many things in our hands at one time. But what I'm saying is it won't help. It doesn't help to, to, to watch poetical. It does not help to just talk. We have a Congress that passes legislation, and we have a Senate that stores the legislation. After a certain point in time, we've got to say, hey, this, thing, this isn't going anywhere. And after a while, you have to understand it's built that way. 
Show us at least. I want my viewers. I want members of the Tim Black Wolfpack. I want us to be smart enough, wise enough, seasoned enough, seen clearly enough to know the reason why we repeatedly, repeatedly can't get anything done in this area is intentional. We must know that it is intentional. U.S. guns, murder rates have increased in recent years, but are less than they were in the 80s and the 70s. So the numbers have gone up, but we're just catching up to our former selves. How many people? How many people were killed by mass shooting in the U.S. every year? The FBI collects data on active shooters. Incidents which defines as one or more individual engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. Thirty-eight people died, excluding shooters, in 2020. The Gun Violence Archive, as the online database of gun violence incidents in the U.S., defines 513 people died in these incidents in 2020. The FBI has a different classification. My condolences go out to the families of the victims, of the victims. But, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that if something stays the same, the country is powerful as the United States. It stays that way because somebody, some powers, what is to stay that way? Black people at the bottom of the socioeconomic status ladder in America because that's the way America wants it. Because if America didn't want it that way, America would fix it. If they let a kid murdered or committed using guns in America, the country, those in power, what is the changes? They change it. Either we believe that we have the most corrupt, ethically corrupt, morally bankrupt country in the world, in the westernized world at least, or we have to say that we're the most financially corrupt, with the most incentive, capitalistic, narcissistic, vulturistic, cannibalistic country that allows the eating of its own in order to make the wallets fat. All right, folks, we talked about Buffalo. I was out during the time. I came back, Buffalo had occurred. That gun law was in place. Is it a gun law about guns? Or if there had been more stricter gun laws with Peyton Gindra, who killed 10 black shoppers at the top supermarket in Buffalo, New York, where that shooting had occurred? Yes, it would have occurred unless you could have stopped him. So we talk about stopping shooters and stopping guns. I think we need to talk about stopping shooters. We got more of an opportunity to do that than we do stopping guns. Too many guns. Individual mass shooters need to be the focus of our law enforcement. There needs to be a directive to prevent these shootings. We have to have an ability to detect these shooters before they shoot. 
In the case of Peyton Ginger, there was a footprint online. There was a manifesto, a book, a psychotic memorandum. It was already there with the plan view. He had a discourse, a discourse server for God's sake. He was conversating about it. The guns by Peyton Kendrick in Buffalo, New York, were legally purchased. Hey, Jackson. I'm going to go to phone call. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. People nine five two seven six two one two. What do we do? What's the op- what what options do we have? What makes sense? What I'm used to is to make a lot of noise for about a week. If something else in the news segment comes along, some shiny news item comes about, and we move on. We move on. That's exactly what's going to happen with this. I do not believe it's because there are Americans who don't care about babies. There may be Americans who don't care about black grandmas and granddads at supermarkets. This is not the first school shooting. Although, hey, there are also Americans who don't care about the babies because obviously what has changed since the last the last Mad school shooting. One chance. I try to get people to realize that our problems are not as disjointed as they see. They're very much connected. Very much connected. There's a difference to all suffering. When it comes to the dollar, the dollar comes before whatever group, a certain name of group or people. Be they babies, be they school-age students, be they grandmas, be they whoever they are. The money and the corruption comes first. That is America. The game comes first. And that's what this is, is a game. And we keep losing. What say you? What say you, what fact? Say you, what say you, what say you? All right, guys, I'm going to put my headphones on. Let's see if we can get some calls in here. Let's see what we got, Johnson. Let's see what we got. Wow. All right, folks, I'm going to go to my 409 caller. 409, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? 409. Yo, what's up? This is James. How you doing? What's up, James? What's your comment, my brother? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. I was interesting um, listening to your, uh, your, 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 your speech and, I, I find it fascinating. I'm, I'm still trying to find out. I'm still trying to figure out what is it that your solution is. Do you? I mean, I understand that you want background tra- checks. They already exist, 
um, you know, you want certain limitations, they already exist. So what is your, what, what are you proposing that'll change the situation? I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure I understand. You just, you just listen to me as you're, I just told you, I gave you lots of facts, brother. Just say you don't have anything to say. So that just gave you an hour's worth of data that just said that same thing. And your solution is to call up James and ask me what I want to do. If you don't have a comment, brother, that's fine. You don't have to know, but that's a shitty way to spend your phone call. So what do you think we should do? Well, I'm not sure that um, that that applying more laws to the law abiding is the solution. What should we because- do? What should we do? What's the solution, James? The solution um, uh-huh. is to keep it the way we have it. We have we have the Second Amendment. You know, people have the right to defend themselves. People have the right to bear arms. And James. unless you can, James. unless you can, no, no, unless you can come up with a reason oh, that we should infringe upon our our uh, Second Amendment right, James. James. but the burden is on you. The burden, the burden is not on me, Johnson. The burden is on America. James, you don't think we have, a, you don't think we have an exorbitant amount of murders that occur in, my, in the United States? You don't think so? I think, I think any number of murders is terrible. No, do you think? No, man, see, see, we can't have an honest conversation. This is what I, this is why I don't like talking about guns. James will call up. He won't even have the decency to say we got a lot of killings. <laughs> it's, a dumb, it's, 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 it's the most disingenuous conversation there is. Any amount is too much. Motherfucker, we have more shootings than, than any other westernized nation in the fucking world. Okay? So to say, like, oh, well, too many. Any is too many. No, no. It's not for me to come up with a solution. It's for our families. I just gave you data. I hate when I, I, hate when I do research. And then all it does is bring out people that don't want to, don't want to listen to what I said at all. Study even my numbers, dude. Eight out of ten murders are done with guns. 54% of murders by guns are self-harms. They're not even just talking about murders. They're talking people hurting themselves. 90, almost 90% of Americans are in favor of some types of gun reform. So James is actually an outlier. It's actually a radical because 90% of Americans want some type of change. They don't like babies being shot in schools. They don't agree with James that we should just go, oh, well, that's what's going to happen. No, people don't like second graders, third graders, fourth graders being shot in the last week of school by an 18-year-old. They don't like that either. It's not some kooky left wing thing. What I don't, what, what pisses me off, folks, is people are so entrenched in their side that they they have no compassion at all. You know, when we're talking about anything else, we're talking about people being kidnapped, or people being thrown off cliffs, or people being poisoned. We'd be talking about what we could do, and we know that every single thing would fix it all. But we'd have an honest conversation. But because of something that this moron likes, that he himself prides himself in, is if he's going to stop the tyranny of the United States government, personally. 
You don't even have the conversation. The something that we're going to discuss here that's going to change the world. We don't have any power, but at least we could do is be honest and say, it's just like when I have conversations about race. James is one of those people that pretends that racism doesn't exist. When he fucking grew up with racists. When he's known racist his whole life. Instead of just saying, hey, man, I don't know what we do about it, and I don't want to have to suffer anything to fix it personally, because that would take you being honest. You know, instead of being honest, people just lie and pretend. But we get enough of that from politicians, Frank and Johnson. We get enough of that from politicians who just lie and pretend and never keep it straight. I should not have to have that on phone calls. If you're going to call the show, have an honest opinion, have the balls, the guts, the uteries, the, the uterus, <laughs> the ovaries, the sex. You don't like people being shot. Children being shot in school. We do need to do something about it. Just say you don't know what to do about it. The onus is on me. I'm not an elected motherfucker. The onus is on a civilized country to do something. The same thing that's on us to do something about poverty. <coughs> Mass incarceration. I would I would submit to you folks, if the covenant as a citizen, it's on us all. All right, so let's go to the next. Let me go to another call, man. I just hope that my next caller has a little bit more ethics. We don't have to grill solutions. Don't put it on me to solve what fucking senators don't solve. Don't put it on me to solve what no president or any Congress has ever solved in America. And definitely don't pretend it's not a fucking problem. There's the problem. All right, I'm moving on. Three seconds, you're alive. What's your name? What is your comment? Hey, Tim, man, it's me, Neil, again. I'm the guy who called in a long time ago about Paul Mooney. I'm the guy who got roasted. Remember uh, me? Brother, what's going on, man? I think I do remember you. Paul Mooney. I like the Paul Mooney reference anyway, so, yeah, that's Yeah, we were, we're, that was all about the Will Smith snap. Now now we're talking about something serious. You know, the Will Smith thing, yeah, that's serious, but it's not as serious as what we're talking about right now. We're talking about children being murdered on a regular basis over and over and over. It's, it's like, you know, it's almost like it feels normal now which is the most disturbing part of this entire thing. It's just become a part of our lives. And um, it's, it's messed up because I actually feel like I know the solution. And it's uh, a lot of people like, um, you know, you were just talking about gun control and stuff, and you were talking about poverty, and you were talking about, I'm sure you, you, I don't remember you talking about health. I think you didn't mention health care. Like, you know, all these things that we talk about that are important, that our politicians do nothing about, Democrats or Republicans. For example, like um, universal health care. You know, I, I hear you scream about that all the time. You know, like, we need, you know, we need to do that. We actually do need to. You know what would be nice about universal health care? It would give poor people who don't have access to mental health care, access to mental health care. 
you know, there's all these problems that we have going, going on in our society. And the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are doing nothing. They're doing absolutely nothing. So the solution is actually us, the people. We actually have to change as a people, as a country. It's the most difficult thing to do, actually, Um, especially when you're just crawling out of a pandemic and, you know, recession and inflation and terrible things that are happening. And why? Because our leaders are failing us. And we are not holding them accountable for their fail. Let me break it down for you real simple. I make around $18 an hour, okay? I bust my ass. If I don't do my job right, you know what my boss does? He shows up and lets me know I'm not doing my job right. And if I don't start doing my job right, I'm fired. I don't get a second chance. I don't get to make excuses. So we, as it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, we need to turn away from our, each other's throats, the citizens, the people, the peasants, the people who work the jobs, and turn on our government and use that hostility to like that, where it needs to be, on the people who are supposed to be in charge. But we don't do that. What we do is we attack each other instead, which is the stupidest possible thing that we could do. What we really need to do is figure out a way to build a better society for all of us. That might mean getting people who are poor health care. That might mean raising the minimum wage. That might be unions. That might be a lot of the things that we have been pushing the very people we vote for and what they've been promising us that they would do for decades, for decades. We've been talking about a $15 minimum wage for so long that companies are, they've been raising their wages to $15 an hour just because they have no choice. The government did nothing to raise the minimum wage outside of Joe Biden, which I do give him a little bit of credit for raising the minimum wage for, you know, state employees and federal employees. But that's chump change. We're getting nothing. And we wonder why there are people running around and shooting people for what it almost seems like the dumbest possible reasons. You want to tell me that something like, Universal education, free college for everyone is a bad idea. You know what I think is a worse idea? Cutting off people's access to education and burying them in a bunch of debt. If they're brave enough to go out there and get an education, or if they have the resources to do it in the first place. We're kidding ourselves. We're, com- we're totally kidding ourselves. We're denying reality. We don't live. Most of us don't even want to deal with this stuff. They don't want to look at it. It's scary. But the reality is, if you live in a democracy, it's your responsibility to hold your representatives accountable for them failing to do their job. If you expect someone at at Burger King to serve you uh, for what? 
$10 an hour, and you're getting mad. Imagine that. How many times have you been at, like, a Burger King or a fast food place, and you see someone, a customer, explode on the employee who's making nothing? They're making nothing. They can't even survive. How much does Nancy Pelosi make? These, these people have money invested in the stock market. They're literally making money off the very corporations that they should be policing. We my have brother, to- my brother. I appreciate it. Get up for my call, man. That's a good call. That's a good call. I got I to gotta keep it moving, make sure we get some other calls in. But I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate your point of view on this, man. I'm glad you called up. Good to hear from you again. Let me just reiterate what my caller said. I thought, well, one point that my caller said that I want to, I want to pick it back for a moment. When we talk about mental health, right? Joe Biden said in his remarks about what happens: Uvalde, Texas, Rob Elementary. Last time we checked, eighteen children killed, three, three teachers. He said he just left China or some other country. And he's like, what's the difference between America and other countries? Other countries are people who are mentally unstable, but they don't have this type of shootings. I pointed out, mental health. We don't have mental health here. It won't solve all problems. It won't stop every shooting. But it'll help with some, wouldn't it? It would, it would impact some. This doesn't take away your guys have mental health options for people. It might cut down on some of those self-harms. I don't know if it would do anything about the mass shooting. I don't know, okay? But we, we, we can't say unless you're 100% sure, absolutely positively sure, it's going to stop all the problems. We cannot say unless it's 100% sure that we're not going to do anything because anything would be taking away our rights. No. Healthcare would help. It could help. It would help in so many different ways across the spectrum of problems that we have in this country. And that's something that's different. So you look at these other countries that don't have these exorbitant amount of death, murder by gun. What are the things they have? A lot of them? The mental health facilities. The ability to go to the doctor. That's a big one. I'm going to go to the next call. I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. Go to 571. 571, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hi, this is Bella from Virginia. Thank you for taking my call. I am very angry. Thank you. Hmm. I'm very angry about everything. And I don't give a shit about Second Amendment. I don't want Second Amendment. What did Second Amendment do for anybody? Did it save anybody? I'm sick and tired of hearing it's my right. If if somebody was there with a gun, that would stop that shooter. Did that ever happen? What Second Amendment saved stopped any mass shooting? Any. So we want change? How bad do we want it? any change how bad do we want the change do something about it there are some connections between uh, people who don't 
stop registration, vote no, take money from lobbyists. There are connections. We need to find who these people are. Actually, if you Google these people, you know um, where they work, where they get money from, uh, where, uh, what company CEO they are, uh, whose chairman they are. This, and uh, we can boycott these companies. Um, I want to give an example. I'm not too crazy about that Lincoln project because they are Republicans now turning on Republicans. But one um, ad they put out was really interesting. They um, called out on uh, Toyota because Toyota gave big amount of donations to right-wing groups, uh, right-wing politicians even had photographs with under the Confederate flag and all that. So um, boycott these companies. Boycott uh, NBA, uh, the NFL. Boycott channels. If they give commercials, stop going to these places. I'm scared to go to the mall. We're scared to go to dinner somewhere because it's a possibility. You're even going to get stopped by a police or you're going to get shot somewhere. Pick your pick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Give it up for my caller, Bella. Y'all. What a great call. Thank you, Bella, for the comment. I appreciate you. Bella, Bella came with a lot of fire. I'll tell you this, Bella. You're right. We are worried. We are concerned. Well, my son had a band recital a couple of weeks ago. I remember sitting in the auditorium with the other other parents, and I looked at my wife, and for a, for a moment, I had a chill go down my back, and I thought about. What if someone came into the auditorium right now and just started shooting? I just said this to myself, of course. I looked at the exit. I had visions how quickly I would have to grab my wife and my my son off stage and try to get to those exits. These are real things that we have to think about when we're just living our lives. We choose to put them outside of our heads in order to go about life. But in reality, Jonathan, you can pretend it's not real. You can try to ignore it and go on and have a sunny day, but for someone it's not a sunny day, is it? Bella, thank you for the phone call, sister. It's no big deal. It's we can't infringe on people's rights until it's your life. I wonder, I wonder if James, our first caller, would be so cavalier with, it's my First Amendment, my Second Amendment, Second Amendment, if, if it was his child in the elementary school today. I wonder. Of course, we don't wish that on anyone. But let's have some empathy. 980, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? 980. What's up, my brother? Context matters. Hey. How you been? Context, what's up, brother? 
All right, three things, and I'm not, I'm not going to filibuster. A, I've been sending positive energy to you and your family, and I hope you guys get wealthy, healthy. We're healthy and wealthy. Okay. <laughs> Second, I was telling uh, my daughter and my favorite niece about your joke about me being on the ankle bracelet. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I hope they tell their friends and show them. The third thing, which is real important, the first guy talked about the self, Second Amendment. Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep their arms shall not be infringed upon. What people always talk about the Second Amendment, they've skipped the first parts, and they always talk about our rights to have and bear arms. Cool. But it, all, it also says it starts out with a well-regulated um, militia. That's the important part. It doesn't say, you know, nearly freely everybody should get guns no matter what. And that, that's our problem because it's taken out of context. Context matters, right? So <laughs> what, what do we want to do? What can we do? I saw this clip in Japan where in order to get a gun, you had to have background checks. You have to have so many amounts of time training and all of this stuff. Then you get the gun. This is how we do it. Because it's not about the individual. It's about us as a society being safe and sound. I shouldn't be afraid to walk out of my house or go to a grocery store or go to a movie theater for some, I don't know, crazy maniac, whatever you want to call him, come and shoot up the place. So that was that's my comment, and I'll leave it right there. Thank you for my time. My, bro- my brother, context matters. Give it up for my caller, y'all. I appreciate you. Yes. Yes, we're getting back in stride. When I got context matters coming through, I know we're getting back to our stride. It's great to be back in the uh, hosting seat. With the Wolfpack in the house. Give it up for the Wolfpack members there. Supporters of the show. My moderators, my regulators. Wow. I'm going to keep it going. We're kind of on the roll. we got some great calls coming in. 714, what say you? You are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hi there, Tim. It's great to see you back. I hope you and your family are in very soon. Um, I wanted to... Uh, talk about because I'm I'm one of those Second Amendment people. However, I'm more of a gun enthusiast. But I want to touch on one thing that you said that really resonated with me. It's the power brokers. Until we, as a people, as Americans, stop being separated by those power brokers, they use race, in my opinion, as the first separation, and they use systemic racism to keep black folks down and white folks think oh i don't want to be down where those folks are so i'll be i'll do everything i can to keep them down but as one other youtuber said once you that first domino out then we all start looking at each other why are we killing each other what are we doing what about health care what about education why are we doing this cj and then our eyes will start turning to those power brokers one more time won't give no one will give a crap about whether it be take our guns or whether we have our guns or whatever. We're all eyes going to be turning to those power brokers and go, just like the French did in the 1800s with the revolution. We're going to turn our eyes to those power brokers and 
shit's going to get real and people are going to go to pay the price. Now, was the French Revolution perfect? Heck no, because we're people. But it's going to get crazy really fast. But I stick to what your main point that you, you did bring out. It's the power brokers. And that's what we need to look at. Congress is part of that whole structure, the problem, in my opinion. So that's all I got to say, Tim. I'm glad you're back. Looking forward to seeing more of your content. Go Wolfpack. You got it. You got it. Give it up for my caller, y'all. I appreciate you. We are back. We are back. And, yes, I do believe it's a power grab. It's always someone trying to maintain power. Look, look if, we could, if we could put our differences aside and we could say we have a problem. The problem is people are unhappy. That's it. Can we start there? Can we all agree that most people who are sane, in control of their faculties, operating in a, in a rational mind, do not want to go into school and shoot up children who have done nothing to them. Okay, so if we say, okay, let's deal with the people that would do that, we know those people have a mental issue, right? What can prevent mentally compromised individuals from doing something like that's, that's one solution. That won't, solve, that won't solve all problems. A racist is not a person who's delusional. They're a person who, has, who are racist. So that's a different type of shooter, isn't it? The shooter in Buffalo is a different type of shooter than the shooter in Uvalde, Texas. If it's a different type of shooter, uh, uh, the one who shot up the police station or whatever. These are different individuals. So it's not a one size fit all. But if we say, okay, that's okay, so let's look at it also and say, what about the people or the shootings that took place that were people acting out, so to speak? Well, I, I'm telling you that. I just don't believe that people that are happy choose a gun to solve problems when they can go to jail for the rest of their lives or be murdered. I just don't think that's a rational. So a person, let's say a person's rational, not, not with a mental deficiency or mental issue. Okay, that person is operating based on some other type of stimuli, some other type of situations going on that's making them resort to violence with a gun. And I'm telling you, I just don't believe that people that are happy do that. People that have options do that. People that feel the world is their oyster, there's opportunity. I don't think a person who has a bright future on the horizon takes a gun and ruins their lives or ends lives. I just don't think that's the case. So we could do something. We could work on that as well. I'm not saying that my solutions, my ideas are are perfect. But it's not just, oh, we just need more legislation. There are different types of legislation, I believe, that are needed. Other than just, let's get rid of the gun. Once again, even though my first caller, and, and, and this I know some of the other callers, we're going to harp on the fact that there was a bill that passed the Congress for background checks that where if you you can't a, a private owner can't just sell a gun on that background check, even though they know we know they won't solve all problems. But that's saying it would. So we can we can aid in lowering that number. Once again, eight out of ten murders in America are, are caused or used or done by someone with a gun. That's the numbers. Eight out of ten anything. 
If we could knock that down to six, we have done something. I'm going to go to the next caller, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let's go to 302. 302, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? 302. Yeah, hey, good. Good evening. My name is John. I'm calling from Delaware. John, what's up your mind, brother? Hey, Tim. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Republican, uh, you know, um, but uh, I definitely feel that uh, the gun situation is way, I mean, it's been out of control. And we got to make multiple moves to, to 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 make things happen. You know, these two kids they couldn't have, <clears throat> they couldn't have bought them guns if they if they had a law saying you know an eighteen year old can't buy a weapon till they're twenty one. They can't drink till they're twenty one. I mean, why are they allowed to buy a assault weapon at eighteen? I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm definitely for for changing some laws here. You know, so, I mean. Every situation is different. Every situation is different, you know, and we can't solve it with one, one, one answer, but we need to start making some moves. And they haven't done nothing. The Senate is, is ridiculous. We just need to change that. I don't know. The money in it, you said the money, it's all about the money and the and NRA and the guns. And like I said, I'm a Republican, but and I believe in the Second Amendment, but not to the extent that the, I'm not right. I'm not right wing. I wasn't there on June sixth or whatever that when they had the riot. I'm not all about that. But you know, I mean, the guns controls is just out of control. I mean, I mean, these kids are killing people. I, I, it's just disgusting, man. So that's all I had to say, and I appreciate what you're talking about. I, look, I appreciate you, John, for calling up, brother. Good up for my caller, my Republican friend out of Delaware, brother. Thank you, John, for calling up, man. And I, I feel you, man. Look. It ain't even about like I appreciate you, I appreciate the fact you're a Republican, brother. That's fine. Hey, more power to you. I'm just glad that you realize that. Hey, okay, this is not this is not optimal. Our situation ain't optimal. People, kids are getting killed. Grandmas can't go to the grocery store. Grandpa can't go to pop pop can't go to the grocery store. This is it's insanity. And we got a situation, we got two individuals, both of them were 18 years old, who killed a total of almost 30 people, these two young people. You know, I appreciate you saying we have to do something about this within reason that makes sense. I'm saying there are multiple things we could do. I don't know if it's going to stop these particular situations. But the number, the overall number of shootings could go down if we did some of the things. And there is a group of people, it's called a Senate, who refuses to do anything, Johnson. Nothing, not a, nothing gets past them, and they refuse to do anything. So that's a problem. I'm going to go to my next call. Three six zero, you're alive. Which name is Chicago? Hey Tim, it is Jamin Mason out here, uh, Washington State. Um, very glad that you and the family are better, um, and uh, you're sounding better last week than you did last week. I'm just glad to see you, you and the fam getting better. That's awesome, man. Um, Thank you, bro. Sad day, Hor- horrible day. Uh, 
And I couldn't agree with uh, the Republican callers that called last. That's awesome. That's the first time I've, I've heard somebody say, hey, I'm Republican. And, you know, that was the first call I've heard that. And I appreciate that. Why? Because he came with the real solution. I believe kids getting out of high school should never be able to go buy an assault rifle. You know what? If I would have had the, the chance to get my hands on an assault rifle at 18 years old, oh, my God. You know, there's there's a reason why I was a knucklehead and, and why I went through that path. But to to give me the, the option to even think about it, people that aren't allowed to drink till they're 21 for one reason, because you do not make correct decisions at 18 years old. You're, you're still young-minded. So to get that, I mean, I think that was a hell of a point to um, give you big kudos for what you said earlier about keeping the American citizens happy. Look, your constituents are sick and tired of being sick and tired. So make us happy. Medicare for all. Human, human dignity, human rights that are every other civilized country has that's why you, you're hitting the nail on the head when you said, Tim, that they're happier people everywhere else. That's why, Joe Biden, take your head out of your behind and think. You know what I'm saying? This is not – all these people, are, all these NRA and all these people, they are taking profit over people's lives, over t- today children's lives. And it's disgusting. Like – uh, another uh, uh, another suggestion I would have, if they would listen to their constituents, would be, um, you know, instead of chasing people for smoking weed, instead of watching people and watching them do drug deals and making sure no one's selling drugs, why don't you watch these people that have known psychotic issues but also have guns? Why aren't you Why aren't you watching them? Like you watch the man on the corner selling a twenty bag, uh, to, to so he can get medicated himself. Like it's just it's just crazy. Yep. But uh, I ain't gonna take up no more time. I appreciate you, Tim, and uh, and thanks for giving the, us a chance to talk about that tragedy today. It's a tough one, man. Give it up for my caller, y'all. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling out. It's a tough one, brother. Believe me, I, I I was like, oh man, I was kind of reluctant because I know it, it, it's a it's a very sensitive topic that you know I don't know the solutions, but that's okay. I got a couple of ideas, I got some data, and we're going to talk about it because that's what we do on this show. And thank you for being a caller with a constructive call. Um, I think that means a lot. I'm gonna go to my next caller, nine zero four. You're live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hi, Sam. It's Andrew from Florida. You can find me down Andrew, in the chat. what's up, brother? Hey. Hey, I just wanted to comment, call in for somebody who is an experienced gun owner and somebody who's been handling firearms since I was 14 years old. Uh, any Republican that wants to challenge me on this, I can disassemble an M14 in 60 seconds and put it back together. So, uh, so as somebody with a perspective on, on who's owned firearms, I've actually owned AK replicas, M16s, replicas, you name it. Um, the problem with American gun ownership is we need a massive shift in gun uh, 
zeitgeist, the, the, the idea of what gun ownership is and how we treat it as Americans. We need to go back to the idea of what your previous caller has said. The Second Amendment was established in order to, to establish, in order to make a well-regulated and responsible militia. And unfortunately, gun ownership has become this Walmart generation of Nick, Nick fucking gun owners that think that they can get a gun because God said so. Well, sorry, pal, we're a secular state, and we have an amendment that also says the separation of church and state. <laughs> so so we, we need to stop saying to these guys, we're sorry, we don't care about your God-given rights. We're, we're, we're an atheist state by, by proxy. So, so let me get back to my point. Um, we need to go back to the idea that we need a well-regulated militia. Let's, okay, so let's, fellow gun owners, let's do this. Let's make the well-regulated militia. Let's be responsible to one another because your rights come with responsibilities and duties to your fellow Americans. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's, let's, start, let's make training programs like they have in Switzerland and Sweden and all these other places that have gun ownership. That they have gun lockers with actual like assault weapons that are actually fully automatic because they're all members of the military. Let's let's do this. Let's let's make let's make laws that say you have to have safe 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 storage. Let's be responsible to one another. And in that responsibility, let's get Medicare for all because a gunshot wound is bankrupting you idiots. <laughs> like if we're going to be responsible to your neighbors, if you're going to own a weapon that can blow a hole in somebody and perforate their intestines. You know how much a perforated intestine costs or a gunshot wound? Oh my God, have you seen the bill for that? Like. It's insane. It's insane. We need to stop thinking about my rights, my kids, my yard, my, my, mine, 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 and we as Americans, because that's the way it used to be. That's the way it used to be. Let's go. Let's make. Let's make training and registration and regular checkups, or mental checkups. Let's start paying into each other's freaking healthcare and making sure that we're all okay, because we're one nation. Even if it's under God, if you say so, then whatever. But let's do this together. Wow. And that's all I got to wow. say. Wow, my brother, my brother Andrew, good up for my caller, y'all. I appreciate you calling up, brother. I appreciate the, the sentiments and, and the well-thought, the well-thought uh, acknowledgement there. And, uh, and, I, and I like the spirit as well because we need that. We need people to, to say how they feel, man. I just want people to realize what Andrew's saying here about guns, about the zeitgeist. Set an ego face. This is not about your ego. You're not more of a man because you handle a gun. You realize the number of people that have hurt themselves with guns intentionally due to just what's going on with their life. Don't tell me a person that's happy, that's enjoying their life in America, looking for a bright future, chooses to end their life with a firearm. So these are conversations, very delicate conversations, that Joe Biden and no one else is talking about. More people are coming themselves with guns intentionally themselves. So what, what does that have to do with a militia? What does that have to do with arming yourself or protecting a well-armed militia? What does that have to do with it? What I'm telling you is we've been betrayed by government. We're being betrayed by government, Jonathan. That's why we're, we are where we are, part of the problem. So, I want to go to the next call. I got such great calls. I got another number here. 919, thank you for your patience. What's your name in Chicago? 919, how you doing? 
Hello. Hola. I got no response on nine one nine. So I'm going to go to Oh, okay. I had you. Oh, you did? Okay, go ahead, brother. Who 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 is it? Yeah, this is Calvin. Okay, go ahead. Calvin, this is Calvin from from North Carolina. Like he said, it's like, is there a solution to a problem that's so crazy? But you look at other places around the world, and they don't have, like you say, this crazy problem with violence. But, you know, the history of America is built on a foundation of violence, you know, with the Native Americans, with African Americans, with Asian Americans coming over here, exploitation, murder, bloodshed. You look at cops today. I mean, they run around shooting people, intentionally murdering people. You know, you can't even trust those people. I always got my neck, I always turn and look behind my back when I'm going outside anyway, you know, because you realize when you're a black person growing up in America, any place you could get got, don't matter if it's road raids, schools, movie theaters, malls, subway, hotel, you get any place, somebody could just be, bam, shooting up someplace, you know, especially when I was younger, I used to hang out more. But, you know, it's like this, though. I say, you know, the situation is like race, religion, social level, where you've lower middle class, whatever. You know, it's just a mess that just, you know, just just tears people apart, you know. And people desensitize themselves to this violence because we get it indirectly in our heads sometimes. It's like being indoctrinated, you know. If you don't have a gun, hey, you're, like you said, you're not that much manly of a man. If you don't have a gun, you know. But a gun represents so many different things to people, you know, safety, power, control over people, you know. And then, you know, people, you know, who get indoctrinated to these extreme views and don't, you know, necessarily have mental health issues or crazy, you know, people want to make them out to be crazy because they want to make them an exception to the rule rather than talk about the problem, which is we got too many people buying guns who are thinking crazy thoughts or thinking certain ways because they feel justified that way, you know. And you can justify almost anything, no matter how stupid or crazy it could be. But that don't make you crazy. You know, that just makes you a person with an extreme view, you know. And I look at it like this. In America, we got cultural, historical, and we got economic issues that play into all this mess, you know. And it's like, you think about it, you know, it's like, what can you really do? I mean, guns are a symptom of the problem. Is that in America, we love to hate. We have always been hating. We always love to pin up against one side to the other and everything. It's about, you know, hey, those people over there, those people over there, those people over there. You know, it's just what can you say about bringing people together? You know, people are basically desensitized to the violence, and we're desensitized and we're separated from one another, you know? And then like your caller who called earlier today, who's being disingenuous, Someone like that, you know, I like to get that person, you know, and hypnotize them and really dig into their guts and figure out what the truth they have. You know, it's like what you'll find is probably he'll just be say he'll really just say, um, I'm just really scared of everybody and I hate everybody because they're not like me, you know. But my thing is like, you know, it's sad, you know, I'm thinking, what can you do? I mean I mean schools you probably could regulate access to the schools, make them like prisons so people can't get on the campuses and stuff anymore. You could probably limit the amount of guns people can own because I know people who own like hundreds and hundreds of guns. It's like guns were like pets to them or something. And then you got parental responsibility for these kids. These parents just sitting back trying to cop excuses for why their kids went to school and killed somebody. You should say, if your kid killed somebody, your ass going to jail too. 
no matter what the whatever, unless you can prove some boundary, or, you know, way out the thing that you didn't really have anything to do with it. And then, you know, you got the Internet. A lot of these people are on the Internet, and they're saying all these crazy shit. And it's like, okay, they said all this stuff, and nobody pinged them. Nobody said we need to bring him in. Nobody said we need to, if he got a gun, we need to take it away from him, you know? And then, you know, you got more, you know, you know, you got these violent games for people, kids on TV. I mean, video games. I don't think these kids should have these violent games, Call of Duty and all this stuff. You know, they should they should make put an age limit on that stuff too. But, you know, they can still get it and play it. It's like when you was a kid and you could get a porn magazine when you were eight years old, you know? But still, that's just my... My little spiel on everything. Give it a look. Give it up for my caller, Cow. My caller is something else, man. You said eight years old. Goodness gracious, Cow. I know you're about 12, right? You're not 12, right? Okay, now, now I hear what Calvin said. He said a lot of stuff, but I've got to say this, Calvin. Brother, eight out of ten murders were committed with guns. So I know that people are going to find ways. But when eight out of ten of the thing that we we got is that murders are that good, right? So if eight out of ten of them are used are done using a particular method, maybe we should take a look at that method. I mean, because it makes it a little too easy for them, obviously. I mean, it's a very popular method. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so if you look at it from that vantage point alone, I don't think it's a radical idea. Do we want to take a look at guns because they're a major part of the equation. If you want to stop murders, you got to look at the way that you got to look at why and also look at how. So we need to be looking at how and why. Okay? There you go. And I think that'll be fair. I want to go to my next call, 312. You're alive, 312. What's your name? What's your comment? Yo. Hello, Tim Black. Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm really glad you and the family are healthy now because I was really worried about y'all. I had COVID last year in December, and I called in the show then. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm glad we both survived COVID. Um, secondly, I'm 31 years old, and I've been alive during so many horrible mass shootings. And it's been really soul-crushing. I remember in the Virginia Tech shooting 2006 when this kid who was drawing mentally disturbed images shot up his college, and the counselors knew he had mental health problems, but they didn't do anything. And I was 22 when this guy in Connecticut shot up over two dozen kids and teachers at his school and we couldn't even get real gun control passed then. Democrats wrote up some half-measure bill with background checks in it, and it didn't pass because of the 60-vote rule in the House. Now, if there's no real change when over 25 kids are shot down, when, when is there ever going to be any, any sort of change, any sort of background checks, anything? It feels like they just don't care about us. And I don't know what's going to make these idiot Republicans care because 
whenever this happens, all they say is thoughts and prayers and prayers and thoughts. That's that's all they do. They don't care. They still stick to the Second Amendment talking points, or they say it's video games or movies. And uh, I played Grand Theft Auto as a kid, and it was a fun fantasy game. It's fantasy. It's not real. And this is not what this is. And I think there's a connection between how war is so normalized in this country and how violent shootings are so normalized. If we accept that war is a, is a normal thing, then we would accept that, that mass shootings are normal, wouldn't we? And I'd love to hear some ideas of what's going to make these psychopathic Republicans actually care about people. Because short of a mass shooting near their house or in Congress, I don't know what will. And what is Joe Biden doing about this? What is Joe Biden doing? I I haven't seen him make any sort of speech about this and say he's going to pass the law. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't know. Um, it's just there are a lot of unhappy people here in America with richest country in the world and we should be able to have happy people in this country. And the last thing I'll say is Bernie Sanders ran president twice and had a health care platform that included mental health. And that needs to be discussed and it needs to be addressed. But more to the point, 18-year-olds shouldn't have guns. And nobody should be going to shoot the school. It's just, this country is, is not a heavy country right now. And that's that's all I want to say right now. Love the show. Love the community. Love the Wolfpack. My brother, my brother, give up for my caller, y'all. Thank you so much for the phone call. And thanks for the concern about your illness. Stronger every day. And, uh, and thank you. Mrs. Black, thanks you as well. Um, at the beginning of the show, I played the clip of, of Joe Biden's speech. His response to the shooting, it was that... Um, it was classic Joe Biden, heavy on rhetoric, feelings, emotions, very light on substance. Uh, but I don't, I don't wonder. I'm not suggesting that anyone is not moved by the murder of children. I, I don't even want to suggest that many people, if any people, are unmoved about the murder of grandmas and grandpas going to the grocery store. I don't think anyone. I, I want to. I know we have people that don't, we have racism, we have narcissists and egotists and, and all the isms, okay? I know we have all the isms, but I think what's more, more the culprit is, Tony, I think is special interest. I think it is money and lobbyists, and that's something that Joe Biden did point out. But what did he talk about doing about it? Nothing. He had no solution to that problem, even as a president, who was a former vice president, who also was a former senator. And now he's talking as if he just walked in the door and it's a new day. It's been the same way. These, these mass shootings are not new. That's one thing about mass shootings, Jonathan. They've happened a lot in America. So you can't be president and pretend that this is out of the blue. Who knew this was going to happen? We just had one 10 days ago. I'm going to go to my next call. 
847, you're live. What's your name in Chicago? 847. Hey, Tim. I'm so glad you're happy as well. This is Bobby from uh, Guy from the Shy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how to okay. fix this whole thing to, in order to cope with habitate. I'm so, I am truly really glad you guys are okay. Um, I can't I don't know how to cope with habitate with guns. Uh, this ancient Chinese strategist, war strategist, once said uh, weapons are a bad omen. But um, the one reason why I'm, I'm kind of I understand for it is because um, I have a lifelong friend and. After a baby shower, we were kicking and kicking back in the garage and, you know, working on the true, leftover trulies and, you know, just talking about how great, how much he loves his in-laws. He lives with his in-laws with a, with another, um, I say like, okay, both, both sisters live with their father and both their um, husbands get to live in that guy's house. It's, it's like a multi-generational house and they, they all have multiple kids. I mean, the house is full of crib, kid, cribs. It's beautiful. Like this whole family just to get the stick together and of it. And he's so appreciative, and he goes into, like, how he would do anything to protect them. And, you know, we started going into um, about guns, and, you know, of course, he's into safety. I'm like, hey, you know, there's a lot of cribs in here, and I know you don't want to go go off shooting off with that thing, but just, like, you know, I get it. I understand. And, and his, his father-in-law is, is grateful. His father-in-law is like, man, I got a bad eye. If one of them, if man in the house, he, he's from, these guys are from Laos. Like, they're old school. They're like, yeah, get, get a weapon. Like, we, we know it's like being in the country. Um, so, like, again, a uh, life story against it is kind of, um, I got a friend's spouse whose sister was in a Vegas shooting. You know, she was pinned down, and she was she was, she was was in it. Like, she saw, um, I don't know the word, of in carnage. Um, she saw what happened to the innocents, and they were having a great time with their husband. It was, you know, a trip to Vegas and the concert. You know, I remember the pictures, and, and you know, they, they, they flipped after that. They're 100% against, like, automatic weapons. They could, they could take weapons, but they're 100% against the automatic stuff. And just on mental health, um, you know, my personal experience, I was, I was at a Walmart. And I got, I don't know if you remember, uh, I met a cycle at Walmart in the checkout line, uh, elderly African-American, elderly black lady. She, she kind of saved me. This guy was harassing me. And I don't know if you remember the Facebook torture thing where the guy was putting a cigarette on an autistic uh, white kid. This, uh, this, like, young black man, he was, like, 19 years old and with another, like, 18-year-old friend. You know, they were harassing me with, like, racist remarks. And the thing was, I'm like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not even, I'm, I'm Hispanic, but I look white, too. I'm more than a, a witch's butt behind, you know. But, you know, lady got stood up for me. She was like, that's a perfectly nice white boy. Like, leave him alone. And we had, we, we locked eyes, and, you know, she almost, like, wanted to cry. And, you know, I, I, I recognized that, you know, she was standing up for me when probably during racist remarks, no one stood up for her or she had, you know, she, now she was the one, she was, she was a hero in the story. And, you know, I, I made sure she got a grocery store card. So no retaliation and we were all good. But uh, I saw that guy in the news with the torture thing and kind of freaked me out. So uh, like, anyways, so that's in order to catch kids for this, that who are at risk for becoming like, and call it antisocial personality, like a psychopath, like they have no empathy, like, your brain doesn't work like that, and I can't. Well, we that works with Planned Parenthood and public education. Planned Parenthood is under attack right now with abortion, so we got to make sure those things are funded so we can cat, we can uh, get parents coaching and get these kids intervention and help. And, they, and if you catch it early enough, these kids help. They they change, they change into leaf and they become, you know, good in society. And so there's a whole ecosystem thing. We got to work on our water. We got to work on our those social things and everything so uh there's lastly there's just a rat park experiment where they tested it with drugs 
drugged water with cocaine, and typically the rats get really addicted. So they made this really nice park that was, um, these rats were pretty much happy and in harmony with everything, food, community, they, everything. And uh, nobody touched the drugs. Nobody wanted it. It was readily available. And they were like, I'm trying to push it on them. And nobody, none of the rats wanted it. They were, they were fulfilled. They were happy. And I know this isn't a utopia, but, um, you know, I know we can get some, we can do good. So I'm just thankful for Tim. Thanks for the wolf pack. I think you guys are like the wisest, biggest hearted, you know, um, most realist audience. One of the most realist audience out there. I love you guys and everyone who supports us. You guys are my heartfelt thanks. Thank you, Tim, and God bless your family, man. Goodbye. Man, thank you as well, brother. Give it up for my caller, y'all. Thank you, brother, for calling up. I, I appreciate it. Bobby, my friend. Hey, Bobby, look, man. Um, Bobby brings up a good point about mental health and what people go through and what motivations people may have after certain ordeals or certain experiences that lead people down certain pathways. I just want to express one more time, guys. Look, look that, you know, let's see if, let's see if I can do this. Um, I, I think one of, the, one of the main issues we need to be looking at is the fact that our government is very much fine with the conditions as they exist right now. And that's not acceptable. That's unacceptable for all of us. Most other countries have mechanisms in place so that when someone falls down, they have a they have they have some type of mechanism. We all pay taxes, and if that money is not being used to help our citizens who need it, then we have citizens who are needy who are not getting the attention they deserve, which makes them unsafe and us unsafe. So my thing is, if we are paying all of this money to our government for taxes, if they come and take your house, your car, garnish your wages if you don't pay taxes, that money should be spent providing health care and services for all of us so that we have safer schools, supermarkets, streets, homes, families, citizens. It really ain't rocket science, Johnson. You know, these things that are happening, they create in someone's mentality something that leads to these issues and some of these issues, that all, that all, Johnson, but we have to start looking and saying, what is it that creates this situation? The same way I look, the same way I look at crime. I don't believe the crime just comes out of the figment of our imagination, that it's just this thing that just occurs because of someone's skin or someone's location. I think it has a lot to do with circumstance, okay? It has a lot to do with opportunities that are non-existent or the feeling of non-existent opportunities create desperation, which can lead to crime. So I'm saying it comes out of, it doesn't come out of thin air. The same thing with Mental issues, the same way with uh, with other forms of violence. Okay, so I'm very consistent on this. And I just think that when we when we're looking at our country, we're trying to look at solutions. If they wanted to really look for solutions, they start right there. They start right there, Johnson. That's my great, Johnson. That's my great. And Bobby, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry to hear what happened to you. I'm sorry about that situation, but I want to thank that sister who stepped up for you. I'm one of these people, Johnson. I've never liked bullies. I've never liked bullies. I've always been a person who could not stand a bully. Just pay it forward to someone else or that. And I'm still sorry that happened to you, but I'm glad that sister stood up to make sure that that situation got resolved. I'm going to go to the next call, Johnson. we got a couple more calls in the queue, Johnson. we got a couple more callers. My 310 number. 
And we all know in this country when money starts coming up <laughs> and have to be spent, that's when you get some changes, right? That if no money is involved and, and we still talking all about everything but money, then we're going to keep having this a million times. This year so far has been 200 mass shootings already just in six months, okay? But like I said, the black community and Latino community never get um, funds pumped in after these type of tragedies. And that's some of the stuff, that's what's got to change. Or we'll just keep spinning our wheels and talk and talk and talk. You know, and really until we bust a cap in some of these daggone legislators' asses, <laughs> nothing really is going to happen. So that's all I got to say. Thanks. All right. All right, job. Give it up for the caller, man. Lord have mercy. You know, every every solution ain't that black people need to get some money from the government because we ain't getting no money. That's not, that can't be our solution for everything, man. This motherfucker went into an elementary school and killed about 20 kids, you This, you know, we talk, when we talk about Buffalo, we can talk about Buffalo, but let's keep the thing separate and talk. Let's give some respect to the issues that were at hand. Um, he traded fire with a cop who, who almost, you know, who exchanged gunfire with him. And he was barricaded. And um, he didn't lay down his gun. I mean, I know, believe me, I know the story. I know the narrative that people want to take. Like, why did the Latino get, kid get killed and the white kid didn't? I don't know. I wasn't there, but he shot damn near 20 kids. So do we want the shooters to be shot or not? I thought we were saying, well, why did the, the white kid get to shoot 10 black people and not get killed? Well, this time, the Latino kid got killed, and it's like whenever, God damn it, I just, it just seems exasperating for it, frankly. I, like, every time there's an issue, if they would have killed him, would you have been happy? They did kill him. If they didn't kill him, you would say, if he was black, they would have killed him. I say if he was black, people, some people would say, probably smart system would call up here, talking about he probably didn't do it, and it was a, it was a, a hoax and they set him up and some other shit because this is how we're built. And meanwhile, if eight out of ten murders are caused by guns, you can't just say, there's nothing we can do about it because we got too many guns. Eight out of ten murders in America are caused by guns. If we can knock that number down to six out of ten murders, we probably greatly reduce the amount of murders and the number of suicides. More people commit suicides with guns than murders. We don't care about people who have mental issues that are killing themselves. More people kill themselves with guns than shoot people with guns. So to just say it doesn't matter about the mental health, I just, just, I just feel like this is crazy what we're doing. We've got to stop doing that shit. Just stop the stop. Like, that's just my, that's just my point of view. I guess I, I, I just read too much data. There's been, uh, there's been 212 mass shootings this year, um, which is pretty typical of what we do. There's been 27 school shootings. We went over these numbers at the beginning of the show. 
No other country in the westernized world has as many shootings. You know, and so we can't just say, fuck it, give people money. We already give people money. We gave money. That didn't stop it. doesn't stop it. I'm not saying we have one idea that's going to, going to solve all our problems. But sometimes we've got to look at these issues and say, you know what? What can help? What can help? There's no silver bullet for this shit, literally. There's no silver bullet that's going to take it all away. But if we had mental health facilities where people who are suicidal, who have mental issues, can't get help, that would be nice. That could help some. It may not help all, but it would help some. Um, if they spent some, what am I calling it? If we spent some of that money surveilling people to see if they had some weed, instead we spend it surveilling assholes who buy automatic rifles or whatever, then maybe we would cut down on some of it. But we have to do something. And I think I, I can't help but thank the people when they say there's nothing we can do. They're not imagining that it could be their grandbabies in little coffins. They're forgetting that. And, and they're not putting themselves in a scenario where it's them or their children who are no longer here. Who went to school today? Who did that come home? So it just seems a little disjointed. I just wish we could do a better job with that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. That's just me. We could do a better fucking job. Our government chooses not to do a better job. We're not doing our job by letting our government off the hook to do their job. Somehow, all these other countries have a better response to guns and mental health crisis than we do. We can't do some of the things that the other countries do. We have to just go, hey, it's nothing we can do. Give money to people. No, we, we should be able to do at least what other countries are doing. At least. We could do the bare fucking minimum. I got anybody left in the queue? Let's see. Who I got left in the queue? I went kind of long there, but I don't know. We got to be able to do We got to do something. We can't just go, oh, I guess there's nothing we could do, Josh. There's just so much happening. I guess we just have to, you know, start shooting people. <laughs> what the fuck, man? We're grown people. What? The, what? Yeah, we're just going to pull, pull stuff out of our ass. And just... <laughs> All right, we'll go to the next call, man. I've got a 561 left in the queue. 561 is gone, but I no longer have a 561. So, 78, though. 678. 678, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Uh, my name is Mike Gay. How you doing, brother? And uh, enjoying the show. I like, yeah, I like a lot of the comments uh, from your callers. I've been listening for a while, and there is something we can do. First of all, we can be better parents. We cannot let our kids continue to glorify violence. I heard one of your callers say something about, well, not just one, many of them, about the movies, the the video games, and everything that they see. You know, we, we pacify our kids from, I mean, I'm looking at parents who give their kids a, a phone and let them play games, not paying attention to what they're looking at. I'm talking about babies. And then as the kid gets older, they, get, they gravitate to these 
as a person said, Call of Duty and all these other, you know, the movies and all this type of stuff. You know, that's a start. I'm looking at a site right now, and, I, and I've talked about this before um, with some friends of mine. There's a site called Keystone Sporting Arms, and they make my first rifle for kids, cricket. And here's what they, and you can look it up. Here's what they say after you get all this information, night, uh, site navigation, get in touch and everything. And they say our mission, the mission of Keystone Sporting Arms is to install gun safety in the minds of youth shooters and encourage them to gain the knowledge and respect that hunting, shooting activities require and deserve. And then just below that it says, please note that we do not sell firearms directly to the consumer. Of course not. You can't sell a firearm to a fucking five-year-old. Excuse my language. But that is who you are making them for. And it's behind the, 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 the whole thing of hunting. I don't believe a five-year-old should be out hunting. I'm sorry. I don't. That's a man's job to go hunt for the food, okay? And, again, someone said on your show, and I listened to every caller, someone said, you know, an 18-year-old should not be able to have this type of gun, and we're talking about gun. A gun is a gun. doesn't matter what caliber it is. It's a weapon. And someone also said, we are becoming desensitized. And when you start a kid that small to look at violence, they don't know how, how, how serious that really is. It's a game. It's just a game. So, yeah, there's, a way, there, there's somewhere to start. It's how you raise your kids. What you expose to your kids is where you start first. Forget the government. Forget the government. It starts with you. Yeah, That's give it up for my caller, man. This caller, caller makes a lot of sense, Johnson. A lot of sense because, yeah, when we talk about, because earlier, my brother, I was saying how, Mike, I was saying, you know, how the government is corrupt and, you know, we, we, we can have some changes. They would solve all problems, like, for instance, you know, the shooter in Buffalo, who raised his wife's supremacy's uh, murderous thug in, in in Buffalo, um, you know, he purchased the gun illegal. Um, but there are some other shooters that take place where that's not the case. Or they purchased a gun without going through the proper channels. So there's no solutions. There's no one thing that's going to stop everything, but some, some action will decrease certain shootings. And, and that's somewhere to start in. When we talk about saving lives, all lives are precious. We should be doing whatever it takes. But I like your attack, which is, okay, the government is not passing this legislation. There's legislation so that even if you are a private owner, you can't just sell a gun like you sell a set of tires and own. But you got to go through a, that private owner has to have, before they can sell a gun to somebody down the street, they got to go through a background check. That's already passed the House. They can't pass the Senate. Because the Republican senators don't want to pass it. Moreover, it's probably some, probably Joe Manchin in West Virginia don't want to pass it either. But you hear what I'm saying? But I like your point of view, which is, yo, as long as the child lives under your roof, you set the center, you set the environment, you set the rules, you lay the groundwork, and whatever our government is not doing or is doing has no bearing on what you do and what you're allowed to go on in that house. So I like that idea, man. 
I do. I think parents do need to be more involved. I want to put everything on the parent because I don't believe in every case a parent's not doing what they want to do. In this case here, in Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas, Salvador Ramos, he killed his grandmother before he shot the school up. Maybe he shot her because she tried to stop him from going out with the guns. Who gave him those guns? Whereas it's obviously either psychotic or mentally deranged, whatever way you want to put it, we can have that conversation. Why did you have two AR-15 styled guns? Why? What's the purpose of that? And we went through statistics tonight, Johnson. Most shootings are not done with those rifles, but that's what we hear all the time. So I think there's political motivation to get us riled up about it for good reason. People are dying, but most gun deaths are caused by handguns. And most gun deaths are caused by people taking their own lives. Not to minimize it, eight out of ten murders are committed with guns. So the whole table is set. I think a little from each pot would make a difference parents being active in the children's lives, right? Parents doing more closely monitoring, especially now it's a new age. As my caller, Mike just pointed out, you give them the phone and leave them alone and who knows what they're doing. Are you monitoring what your child is doing? Like I said, I'm not here to jump on the parents, but someone's got to have a responsibility of overlooking, looking over the children. Because it's dangerous for the rest of us. You don't live alone. You don't live in your own island. You live a part of a society. We all have a duty to one another to raise our fucking kids. So, excuse my language, that has to be something we bring up. What I don't like is my first caller saying, ah, we're not giving up our rights. We don't give a shit. He didn't care that. 20 babies have lost their lives to that. Cost of doing business in order to, for him to be able to bear arms. <coughs> it just sounds ignorant as fuck. Because if it was anything else, Johnson, I'd do many, anything else that was killing kids. 40, over 42,000 people died this year. They did not have to die. You wouldn't just be like, so I guess that's what, you know, sometimes, you know, people got to, you know, slip and fall. So it's not good enough. But I thank all my callers tonight for calling in, adding to the conversation. I appreciate you guys. I really do. It's good to be back. It's good to have callers. It's good to have our moderators in the house. Be a part of the conversation. I'm getting closer and closer to being 100%. I'm not there quite. I was about to have a conniption, and <laughs> I was coughing up a lung there for a moment. I don't know if you can tell, John. It was tough, man. It was tough. I say don't let Joe Biden off the hook. Don't let the Democrats off the hook. Don't let the Republicans off the hook. Keep your eyes, not just your Second Amendment rights, but on your children. Hello? All right. 
Let's go to the comment section. Let's go to our super chat. See if we got any love on a super chat. I want to thank everybody who supports the show, John, for all my members of my Tim Black Wolfpack, whether they're on Patreon or Facebook or YouTube. I appreciate you guys. Let's see what we got. Comments. Got a couple comments. Famicom, Famicom Network, the Kevin Rama. Thank you, Famicom. Major Davis supports the show. Famicom Ultimate Comedy said this content is needed. My brother, my brother, he said it's needed. That's what I'm talking about. I ran into I ran into some wolf packs in Atlantic City. That's what I'm talking about, brother. I appreciate that. Good to know, man. Good to know. Contact Matters, sending the Black family much love. Justin Ben's back in the house. Good evening, Tim. I'm very sad about the gun violence in Texas. I know how this happened, but I still feel like I am in shock that this occurred. I'm with you, brother. I'm not desensitized to it. People say people desensitized to it. So people don't know what to do about it. I think we are desensitized to it. We are manipulated to thinking there's nothing that can be done. But there's something that can be done. Other countries do shit about this. Money. Money. Uh, Lady Jackie in the house. Thank you, Lady Jackie. Good to have you. Tony says the same people who rave about the Second Amendment don't care about the First and Fourth Amendment, which are violated all the damn time. Give it up for that, Josh. My brother, my brother, my brother. Any chance for you teaming up with H.A. Goodman again? No. No chance at all. But I wish him the best, Jonathan. I wish him the best, man. Jeremy says, so are 18-year-olds not using guns in the Army? They are, Jonathan. But that's under strict guidelines, Jonathan. Are you going to equate? Are you going to equate gang violence in the inner city and where I grew up in D.C. and Southeast D.C. to being in the Army, Johnson? Just to prove a point, Johnson, it's the same thing, huh? This motherfucker who went up in this school is just like somebody in the Marines. But look, I'm not somebody who, who thinks we should have our children going to war. I'm not someone that believes that we should be sending children into war anyway. We shouldn't be sending anybody into war. Wasn't that something America fought a war that we needed to fight? We fight wars of money, opportunity. <coughs> so let's keep that 100, John. Mental health issue, that gun issue, Congress asleep, universal mental health care. There you go, brother. I agree with you. Jeremy, I agree. But don't say it's not a gun issue, too. It is. Because it's too deadly for you to just be like, you don't care. Now, if someone was running around with ninja swords, several swords, how quick do you think America will come up with a regulation about several swords? Quick as hell, John. Quick as hell. Somebody would throw a cinder block. You know, or, or uh, slingshot, throwing stars, I don't know, name it. And eight out of ten murders were killed by throwing stars. 
How long do you think it would take before a man will come up with a way to stop doing stuff? See, but see, it's all money, Johnson. I know you like guns. I know I can tell in your answer. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But let's keep it 100. Let's keep it up. Those outside, lack of social programs causes all sorts of crimes. NRA donors love senators to allow tax cuts on gun production, and that taxes for mental health care. My brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. Will, Will, what's up, Will, Will? How you doing, fam? Great job, Johnson. I'm trying, Johnson. I'm trying to hang in there as well. Tyler says, thank you, now. Thank you. Will Will says, thank you, now. Thank you both, bro- brothers. Thank you both. So an artist came through. Some sort of artist says, damn, I'm up with the what's that? <laughs> For a dose of reality. One love. One love to you, my brother. One love to you, my brother. You know this. Well, folks. We have did it again, Johnson. We have done it again. Another great show. I want to thank everybody for hanging there with me. I got 100%, but I'm around 90. And that's good enough for me. That's more than enough for me to come back. I want to thank everybody who supports this show. Go to jointimblack.com. Become a member. Only five bucks a month. Let's do it. Follow me at Real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter. Tim Black and I on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok. I said I'm even on TikTok. You can't get away from me. That's it. Have a great evening. I'll see you Friday, and I'll see you tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to air. I think it's going to air tomorrow. I should be on the hill tomorrow on Rising to same Tim Black. All right, guys. And remember love for you. Shout out to my moderators. Thank you so much, Wolfpack members. Thank you for keeping this show going. It ain't nothing but love. Johnson. That's it. We good? We good, Johnson. We are good. Thank you, Johnson. I'll see you on the next one. Wolfpack.